guys, it's Sim and this is Brussling Unlimited. As I want to say, Desmond Cook, you can take your little comment there and go serve it, shine it up real nice and shove it up your candy ass like The Rock would say. No, I did not go live late because I was watching NASCAR. The NASCAR race actually ended over an hour ago. I'm late from when I set the stream to start because my mother called and needed some help with some stuff. That is why. So don't make assumptions on things you don't know. I had a family personal matter go down that my mom needed to talk to me about. So that is it. Granted, there is another NASCAR race that just started, but the one that was on during SmackDown, that was over like an hour ago, guy. So don't make assumptions that you don't know. So, yeah, you can take that, take that comment there. And like The Rock says, throw it up real nice, shove it up yo candy ass. But with that, we're here. Give me one second, guys. Some reason we're not going live on YouTube, and I don't know why. Let me see if we're live now. Let's try that. Are we live on YouTube? For some reason it's not wanting to connect to YouTube. And I just did all that on Desmond Cook and he didn't even hear it. So we're live on YouTube now. For some reason YouTube didn't want to connect. And Twitch already heard this, but Desmond Wolf or Desmond Cook. I'll say it back to you. You can take that comment and shove it up your candy ass like The Rock would say. No, I did not start live because I was watching NASCAR. Granted, there is another NASCAR race on, but the race that was on during SmackDown ended when SmackDown ended, maybe like five minutes afterwards. No, I'm going on an hour after I set the stream to start because my mother called me with the personal family matter that happened tonight that I didn't know about that she needed to tell me about. That is why. So again, as The Rock says, you can take a comment, your assumption, your wrong ass deal and twirl it up real nice shove it up your candy ass like really that's a rude thing to say hey he doesn't want to go live because he's watching nascar he wants to watch nascar okay i'm nascar is on right now and i'm live so how about that guy there's literally an arca series race on right now and i'm live i could show you that it's on if i didn't want to go live because nascar's on well then i wouldn't be uh live right now as you see, there is a NASCAR race on right now. And what am I doing? I'm live for you guys to talk SmackDown. So, again, but with that, we've got a lot to talk about. Friday Night SmackDown, I felt, was a really good show. I thoroughly enjoyed tonight's SmackDown. I thought that they did a good job. The Rock stuff at the end was kind of meh, if I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was good, but not great. It was just meh. But everything else, I thought for the most part, was really good. They announced that Braun Breaker has signed with SmackDown. Now, in all of that, Jade was there on the show as well, and she was most likely signing a SmackDown contract. But it was just weird that Nick Aldis is conducting business in a room, and then Bianca and Liv are just randomly in there. And then the heel, Tiffany Stratton, comes in and just be like, hey, I made it into Elimination Chamber with you guys. Like, What? So some of the stuff was kind of what the what, but most of the stuff was good on tonight's SmackDown. 
But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that and donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember that you can subscribe to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here for Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, head over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button. That way you know when we go live. Hit that join button to post a, uh, to become a channel member. And also, don't forget, if you want to get your comment, question, or concern read live on the air, then, well, donate a super chat. Or make a stupid-ass comment like Desmond Cook, who doesn't know what he's talking about. And thinks he knows me and what's going on in my life. And so, yeah, your comment, question, or concern will go right on the air that way. Also, finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game like Skull and Bones or maybe the new uh, Prince of Persia, getting an older game like Remnant 2, reclaiming the free game, Dakar Rally. Dakar Desert Rally. Use this code right here, PWUnlimited at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. And with that, give me one second. I'm having a slight issue where the stream's feeling a little laggy. Let me just double check my computer power, my uh, my CPU. Like something's using my CPU more than it should be. Give me one second, guys. Just checking some things, checking some things. That's fine. That's fine. Weird. Okay, let me close a few things. For some reason, I just feel like the stream's a little laggy. Let me know if it looks laggy on your guys' end, whether you're watching on YouTube or Twitch. For some reason. Well, that could be it. I had some stuff open that I didn't even know was open. Maybe that was it. All right, let's try it. Let's, let's, let's go with it now and see if it gets better. As far as SmackDown does go. I love SmackDown again. Really good show. Pretty good. I don't know about really good, but pretty good show. The show opens up. And Corey Graves knuckles everybody to the show. Footage of The Rock arriving at the arena from earlier today. The crowd responds with more of a babyface response at first. Kind of wasn't fully expecting that. They kind of cheered a little bit. We go back to the arena, and out comes Kevin Owens and Dominic Mysterio for a 14-minute Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Good match. Really liked the match. Thought it was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. God damn, is Dom just always getting better? Just always getting better. And Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens is like the best there is. Kevin Owens is one of just the best workers overall. Like, he's not a Will Ospreay putting on these five-star matches. He's not Kenny Omega over here putting on six-star matches. But no, he's the kind of guy that can get a really good match out of anybody. There's a reason he was picked to face Steve Austin at WrestleMania 38. Because they felt nobody else was going to get a good match out of Austin. And that's not a slaw, uh, dig on anybody else in the company like a Seth Rollins and AJ Styles or so forth. But they just felt with the limitations Austin had and everything, you know, with that, 
wanting to get a good match for Austin, Owens was the best person. He's the safest guy. He's just all of it. Like, what was it 2017, 18, when he headbutted Vince? Vince apparently told people, Kevin's the only one I would have let do that because he would have done it the safest. As far as the match does go, Dominic walked in with a live microphone and tried to speak, but was getting that typical Dominic heat. Just everyone, boo, boo, just booing the crap out of him. He tried talking about the Elimination Chamber, how Judgment Day is going to retain the titles, Mommy's going to retain her title, and he's going to get the sweep by winning the Elimination Chamber. Well, Dom, you got to qualify first, my guy. When the match actually begins, the two traded headlocks. Dom eventually hit the ropes, and Owens hit a shoulder block to take Dom down. Owens landed another shoulder block and a deep arm drag, and Dom rolled to the outside. Dom returned to the ring and hit an arm drag of his own, but Owens responded by clotheslining Dom over the top rope. Owens then set up for a dive, but Dom moved, and Owens gave up the attempt. With the two on the outside, Owens punched Dom to the, uh, to the ground before rolling back inside the ring to break the count. Out of nowhere, Truth would then show up. He showed up and started just talking to Kevin Owens. And Owens is like, what are you doing here? And uh, Dom took advantage of this with a baseball slide and took down Owens before rolling Owens back inside the ring and hit a huge dive as a show into a commercial break. The show returned and Dom was working a chin lock on Owens inside the ring. The two eventually traded elbows until Owens locked a kick in, uh, locked, uh, landed a kick, I don't know why I said locked, landed a kick to the midsection and a strong clothesline to the upper body of him as well. Owens then stomped a mud hole on Dom and Dom eventually did roll to the outside. Owens followed Dom and landed a running senton. Back inside the ring, Owens hit a cannonball about eh, roughly 10 minutes into the match. Owens then followed this up with a frog splash. He got a near fall off of it. And I love when he was going for the cannonball. Uh, Truce on the outside going, cannonball, cannonball. Owens then tried to pop up Powerbomb, but Dom countered it into a weird-looking X-Factor. Like, Dom did the X-Factor right, but it was like KO when he fell. Like, he didn't want to fall for it. I don't know. Dom then went for the three amigos, but Owens blocked the third suplex and did it of his own. And then Corey Graves, I think it was, oh, that wasn't the three amigos. That was three Canadian guys. I was like, okay. Um, Dom did block the last one, though, and hit a DDT and got a two off of it. Dom went for a fox splash of his own, but Owens moved. And then he went to the top rope for a swanton, got a two off of it. Dom kicked Owens, like a thrust kick. Owens landed on the second rope in the spot for the 619. And I was going to say, it, Dom gets better all the time, but I don't know if it's his height or what. There's, a lot of times his 619 looks slow when he comes around with it. When he grabs the rope and does the swing into the kick, it just looks slow. Like when Ray does it, it's even when Zelina did one later in the turnbuckle, she whipped it. But I don't know if it's because Dom's height, because again, Ray, Zelina, both smaller people. But I don't know if it's Ray's height or what, or Dom's height. But when he does a 619, his like whip around is kind of slow, if I'm going to be completely honest. So, moving forward, he has a 619, but Owens kicks out of the cover. Dom then yells at R-Truth, get me a chair. And Truth's like, why am I going to listen to you? You said I'm not Judgment Day. I ain't in Judgment Day. And Dom goes, you want to be in Judgment Day? Help me. 
He goes, but I thought I was in judgment day. He goes, your judgment day now. Give me a chair. And Truth's like, um, well, and he's like, Truth, chair. And so eventually he grabs the chair. He starts to bring it over. And Dom's like, all right, cool, cool. He opens it up, puts it down, and he sits in the chair. And that leads to the end where Truth looked very happy. Dom gets super kicked, pop-up powerbomb, and pinned for the victory. Truth then gets in the ring and raises Owen's hand. They celebrate. So we go to the back. This show had a lot of Raw wrestlers out on it. And I get a few of them for the qualifying matches. Sure, whatever. But it's like, why are we interviewing Drew? He's a Raw guy. Interview a SmackDown guy. Why is Liv and Bianca just chilling backstage in a room where Nick Hollis is trying to do business? Which that didn't make any sense. Where he's like, excuse me, trying to conduct business here. You guys are going to... Well, first off, you're the one that was already conducting... Unless you were waiting to have another meeting with Liv and Bianca. I don't even know. We'll get to it when we get to it. Anyways, uh, Drew was interviewed backstage by Kayla Braxton. And McIntyre said that he was the only one who needs to win the chamber. LA Knight would then walk, walk up. And told Drew his moment will be stolen one more time at Elimination Chamber. McIntyre told Knight, you're good. You're good. But I see right through you. McIntyre said, I see the insecurity. Knight said that McIntyre hasn't won a championship or really anything big as he showed up. Knight then brought up CM Punk and the t-shirt with the gravestone on. He goes, I see this shirt you got. I see there's a little space at the top where I can maybe put DM Punk. And uh, he said, I'll, I'll take away all your aspirations. Bury it six feet under. And then started to go to blows, and officials broke it all up. We know that those two will face next week. Also, spoilers are out for next week's show. Next week's show, they announced so much for next week's show because it was being filmed tonight, so they already knew what they were doing. Couldn't be changed, really. There was footage of Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman arriving to the building. We saw this on social media, just like the Rock thing. He walks up and goes, Jimmy, hey, what's up? Uh, hug, brother, oos. And like, Jimmy's like, you're, you're being nice? And Solo's just in the back going, what, what's up with all this? And so Roman's super nice. He's like, Let, let's go. Let's, let's have a talk. We gotta go fix everything Jay messed up. And also footage of Logan Paul arriving near the building from earlier as well. We then see Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate backstage. They're being interviewed. Dunn said that things were going great for them, and last week was proof. Dunn said that all that's left are to win the tag titles at Elimination Chamber. Bathing goes, I think we need a name. How about New Catch Republic? Now, if that's a callback to something else, or what, I have no clue what the name is in reference of, what the name means, I don't get any of it. So maybe someone can clue, clue me in on that one. Um, Bait. And Dunn then, oh, Dominic then walked up and goes, you guys ain't beat nobody in Judgment Day. You can't beat any two members of Judgment Day. Don't even think you're winning the tag titles. And they go, okay, how about next week? You and Truth against us. And he's like, Truth ain't in Judgment Day. And Dom walks up and goes, you should know that. And so I think it got announced later, Truth, or no, Dom and JD for next week. Next week, yeah, Baton Dunn versus Dom and JD.
moving forward. Where was I? Oh, this in led to Tiffany Stratton versus Zelina Vega. And it's like, not a bad match. Went eight minutes. And I don't know, is this just how Tiffany does her moonsault? Where she just both knees right into your core, right into your abs, right into your gut? That's like the second time she's done that it that way on SmackDown. She does the moonsault, and it's just knees right to your abdomen. That's a brutal way to do it. Because at least when you're landing belly to belly, you're kind of like propping yourself up a little, taking some of that. So, Stratton flexed to begin the match, but Vega fought, uh, came fighting at her briefly. Stratton went for a stomp, but Vega moved, and eventually the action spilled to the outside. Vega slams Stratton on the apron and flips Stratton to the ground before hitting a moonsault from the middle rope onto Stratton on the outside. Uh, Logano the Fantasma was then shown watching from the crowd in the front row. Vega then jaw-jacked with them for a moment as the show went to a commercial break. Uh, back from the break, Stratton and Vega were trading blows in the ring. The LWO then came out to ringside. As So, LWO came out originally with her on the ramp. She, like, fist-bumped them all, and then they went to the back. But when they realized, oh, Legato's out there, okay, they all came out, so they'll be like, in case they try something, we're here. So, uh, Vega threw Stratton to the corner face first. She hit her with a 619. Stratton then did kind of get out of that, though, and hit a DDT on Vega, which earned... Wait, no, I read that wrong. Oh, no, no. So, Stratton flew out of the corner with that, and then Vega hit a DDT. I wrote that wrong. Stratton then fought back and landed her cartwheel Alabama slam and got a two. Wasn't the best... But I don't know if maybe like Zelina couldn't grab her properly off the cartwheel to hold it the way they had to set it up. So it looked a little, not clunky or anything, but I've seen it done better. Stratton then began a moonsault, but Vega cut her off and hit a Meteora for a good near fall. Stratton rolled to the outside and eventually threw Vega into the crowd, crowd uh, threw Vega into the crowd. Vega then pulled Electra Lopez over the rail and then got back into the ring where she ran into a spine buster and a prettiest moonsault ever, which earned Stratton the victory. So it's like, okay, Tiffany Stratton wins. Vega was distracted by Electra, but it's like, Zelina grabbed Electra. Zelina initiated. Electra didn't do anything. But then Corey Graves afterwards is like, oh, Stratton should be thanking Lopez for that one. It's like, no, she should be thanking Zelina for taking her eye off the ball. Strat like Lopez really didn't do anything to Zelina. At least not that I noticed. Zelina jaw-jacked them early. Zelina got in her face and grabbed. Like so It's all Zelina's fault. Zelina just couldn't keep her eye on the prize. Let me get a weird segment backstage. AJ Styles is like sitting in one of the little lockers. Like curled up. And the OC come in and they're like, what, what the hell's going on here? Can't answer our calls? You're too good for us now? Like, what is all this? And, like, they're yelling at him. Mia's there. Luca's there. Carl's there. Eventually, AJ gets up and just shoves Carl. Two kind of start trading blows. They're breathing all heavy. And then they kind of catch themselves. And Anderson gets in AJ's face and goes, anybody else? If that was anybody else, he did. Or something. He said something like that. I didn't really write it down. But he basically was like, hey, if it was anybody but you, you'd be, you wouldn't be standing right now if you tried that with me. 
So it's like, they're slowly teasing AJ's going to turn on the, the OC or they're going to turn on him or something. Also, no, nah, I won't give that. It's a spoiler. Because next week's NXT was filmed on Tuesday. I would say spoiler alert for something on that show, but I think we'll give it away. Got a video from EO Sky Kyrie saying in Asuka, the three spoken Japanese, and Sky said it's EO's era. Asuka called out Dakota and Sane did the same. Asuka ended by saying, quote, no one is ready for damage control. So they're still calling themselves damage control, even though Bailey's no longer in the group and Bailey started the group. Uh, we then had Authors of Pain versus two NXT guys, Javier Bernal and Bo Morris. I thought it was cool seeing the NXT guys being used as the extras. Guys that we have seen. We've seen Javi on regular NXT. Bo, I don't remember seeing on regular NXT. I'm pretty sure he's worked level up. But this was a squash match. It was literally a minute. Occam beat the stuffing out of Bernal. Start the match. Razor tagged in and handed out two manhandled. Uh, and handed out two slams. He manhandled Morris. AOP hit the super collider and pinned Bernal to pick up the victory. So there we go. Interesting that they brought NXT guys in, even though they're like not in the area down there in Florida or whatever. They're all in Salt Lake City tonight. So that was an interesting move. Logan Paul was interviewed backstage, and Paul said that all the fans are welcome because, well, he's going to knock the Miz out tonight. Paul said that he's going to win the chamber and then challenge Seth freaking Rollins at WrestleMania and become a double champion. We then got a video recapping all the drama with Cody, Roman, Rock, Seth, and everything that happened with all of that. Then we had a match that went way longer than I expected. It went over 12 and a half minutes, like 12.45. Look, Paul and the Miz. Like I said, match went way longer than I expected. Greg is pointing out this was the first time that Logan Paul has ever had a match on actual SmackDown. The two locked up, and Paul toyed with the Miz early on. Miz then fired up quickly, and the crowd kind of liked it, I guess you could say. They, when the Miz fired up, they kind of fired up. Paul, though, hit a crossbody from the top and went for a standing moonsault, but Miz got his knees up and took control of the match. Miz attacked Paul's knee and kicked Paul in the head. Nicholas was shown sitting in a skybox with Braun Breaker, Liv Morgan, Jade Cargill, and Bianca Belair. Again, still don't know why Liv and Bianca are there. I get it. Braun and Jade, he's trying to sign. But I don't get why Liv and Bianca are with him. In the meantime, Paul found himself with the upper hand and landed a series of elbows to take the Miz down. Paul then hit a split leg, leg drop and posed on top of Miz when he tried to go for the count, but only got a two off of it. Paul then chopped Miz repeatedly until Miz moved and chopped Paul himself. Miz then kicked Paul and eventually started the yes kicks, or the it kicks, whatever you want to call them. The crowd was behind Miz here, and Miz landed a clothesline. Miz then was on the apron, and Paul ran Miz into the ring, the ring post. Paul then hit a leaping clothesline and a frog splash onto Miz, who was on the apron. Paul posed for the fans as we went to a break. As we get back to the show, Miz and Paul were down in the middle of the ring. Miz punched Paul a bunch of times, and Miz followed this up with some clotheslines. Miz then hit a modified flatliner and got a two off of it. Miz set up for the skull crushing finale, but Paul worked out of it. Miz then landed a code breaker from the second rope and got a two. Miz then hit the it kicks. And again, crowd liked it. Crowd was really for Miz. They just don't like Logan Paul. Miz then went back to working the knee. Miz then went for a figure four. 
Paul raked the eyes and hit the Paul crushing finale to get a good near fall. Also, when he had the figure four in, Wade goes, oh, I've been in that move. Miz beat me at a WrestleMania with that move. And I'm like, what? When did Wade Barrett and Miz fight at WrestleMania? I didn't look. I need to look it up. Wade, A-R-E-T, Miz, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 29? Pre-show match. Wade Barrett versus The Miz. WrestleMania 29? I don't remember that match at all. At all. Interesting. Um, Miz was bleeding at this point. Miz worked to figure four. Paul got to the ropes to break it. The action spilled to the outside where Paul ran Miz into the apron. Paul then rolled Miz into the ring and was given brass knuckles. Miz knocked them off Paul's hand and picked them up. Miz then threw the knucks away. And after the two got back into the ring and so forth, Paul hit an inverted skull crushing finale, punched him in the face and pinned him to pick up the victory. I thought they gave Miz way more than I expected. I really thought Logan Paul was going to beat him in like six, seven minutes, maybe eight. But I did not expect this to be such an even back and forth match at all. Overall, though, um, Paul does win, qualifies for the chamber. So then they're in that skybox and, and Tiffany Stratton just barges in. And she's like all happy that she qualified. And like she's like, hey, guys, I qualified. I'm going to be in the match with you. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And Jade's like, excuse me. Doing this while I'm conducting business. And he's got a contract. There's a contract on the table for Jade. There's a contract on the table for Braun. And Nick Aldis is like, hey, grab your things. Let's go. We'll, we'll go in the other room. We, we'll, let's, let's go this way. Come with me. So they walk off. Jade leaves her contract and they go. Very weird segment here. Christian Waller was seen talking to Paul Heyman in the back. He's going to have a segment at Elimination Chamber with Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins doing a Grayson Waller effect. So I don't know if that was all about, but it had to be you know tied in with all that because they don't like Cody and Seth. So we had a nine-minute match. Now, this is more about the length I thought Miz and um, Paul would go. In nine minutes, it was Naomi versus Alba Fire. Also, Naomi with his new music. No. I just want Naomi back. I'm amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm amazing. The floor. Like, I like the old Naomi music. This new music, I don't even know. It, like, starts off, and it's like, N-A-O-M-I. And then it just goes into, I don't even know. I don't even know what this new Naomi theme song is. Also, speaking of theme songs, Tiffany Stratton sounds like just the most generic, I pulled it off of Envato YouTube Freaking um, free licensed music library I've ever heard. Tiffany Stratton's got the most generic music. Naomi's is just like, what? Huh? Okay, whatever. So, this was supposed to be Naomi and Zelina Vega. But when Shotzi got hurt, they moved Vega to the Stratton match and gave Naomi Alba Fire. So, it was Naomi and Alba Fire here tonight. Fire had control early with a series of boots to Naomi's head. Naomi did come back with a knee to Fire's head and a double kick. She also smacked her right in the mouth. Naomi hit a second, uh, hit the second rope split like a moonsault. 
The action then spilled to the outside and fire gained control briefly until Naomi landed a bulldog on fire onto the ring steps. We went to a break. Back from the break, Naomi kicked fire and followed it up with a clothesline and a head scissor takedown. Naomi landed a quick drop kick and a bulldog for a two. Naomi went to the top and executed a crossbody for a two. Before long, Fire face planted Naomi into the mat for a two. Fire then launched, uh, launched Naomi into the ropes, and Isla Dawn punched her. No one saw it, though. At least not the ref. Fire got a two off of that. Ultimately, Naomi then sank in some new finisher she's got. Kind of looks like an Anaconda Vice-ish, but with more with her leg. I don't know what this move is, but she's got this new submission that she's trying to get over. Did she do this in TNA? I don't know. I didn't watch much of her TNA run. I saw her last... Um, Hard to, I saw her match at Hard to Kill, but I didn't see this move. So I don't know if this is new for WWE. If she was doing this in TNA, I don't know. Let me know. But she's got this new leg, wrap around the head, pull the head, grab the arm, yank, submission. I don't know. She won when Fire tapped out. Naomi has qualified for the Elimination Chamber. Bailey was shown backstage walking around and was interrupted by Dakota Kai. Uh, she told Bailey, Damage Control is coming after her. Kai. Kai said, They're coming after me. Bailey said that she didn't know who, you, who she can actually trust. Can she trust Dakota? Can she not? Bailey said that she couldn't talk and then walked off. Okay. So now Dakota thinks if she aligns herself with Bailey, the other three are going to come after her. So maybe she has to stay, I don't know, distant from Bailey. Nick Aldis then comes out and goes, ladies and gentlemen, I have a major announcement to make. Because I want to introduce you to the newest member of the SmackDown roster. Braun Breaker. Breaker comes out, shakes Aldis' hand, signs the contract, and Aldis raises his arm to celebrate. But he got Braun Breaker over um, Raw and Adam Pearce. So does that mean in... We haven't seen Adam Pierce try to smooth her yet, but if they're getting Braun, and they just got Tiffany Stratton, and they just got the returning Naomi, could Jade be going to Raw? Or are they going to load up SmackDown right now? I don't know. I really don't know. Bloodline was shown briefly backstage, and they said the Bloodline are coming out next. We got some stuff announced for next week. Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate will be taking on Dominic Mysterio and JD McDonough. Street Profits will be taking on AOP. And Braun Breaker... Uh, Braun Breaker will be making his SmackDown in-ring debut. And finally, LA Knight will go one-on-one -on -one with Drew McIntyre. Then we get, oh my God, with this segment. We get the bloodline. And yes, Rock said, I am now part of the bloodline. This whole segment was just weird. This whole segment was just like, hey, Rock, you need to be a heel. Go just cut a random promo. Like, this had nothing to do with nothing. I felt like this didn't do anything to hype me up for WrestleMania. Other than just to say, Roman and I are the greatest duo there ever was. The bloodline. Like, what? So Heyman presented Roman with a microphone to start things off. And in an even deeper voice than he's ever done. And more like menacing voice. Salt Lake City. And he like looks around. Acknowledge me. He's like all raspier, and he's trying to be more with the gravitas in his voice. Acknowledge me. I'm like, okay, Roman. Trying something new there. Crowd acknowledged him. Reigns then asked the crowd 
If you can be honest for a moment, the crowd proceeded to say, uh, uh, the crowd listened. And he proceeded to say, the people of Utah are idiots. Just like that, Reigns got his heat back, and they were booing the crap out of him. Reigns said that he didn't want the fans to ruin a big night because when The Rock comes out, they might, quick, uh, they might quote, get dumb or go dumb. Reigns said everything they will say has meaning and purpose. And it's information everybody needs to understand. And they said, tonight, we're making history. Crowd starts chanting for Cody. Roman starts talking and going, hey, chant for him all you want. It doesn't make a difference. Reigns got back in his tracks and said, tonight is the first night that they can say The Rock is a member of the bloodline. Crowd boos, and we get, if you smell what The Rock is cooking. Rock comes out wearing a vest version of the $500 suit or shirt. Like, this thing looked expensive. So, Rock does the goosebumps things that look goosebumps and he had sunglasses on and he's he's old school corporate you know 99 2000 rock the show cuts to a commercial as the rock is getting into the ring when they return the bloodline were standing side by side in the ring the rock had a microphone the rock was soaking in all the noise which there was a mixture of cheers and booze at least early on rock said that he had good news to share tonight he said they would make everyone happy in the crowd tonight broke an all-time indoor attendance record, not just for Salt Lake City, but for the state of Utah. Rock said they broke the record for the biggest gathering of trailer park trash we've ever seen. Everybody booed. Rock then said, finally, your life has meaning, and you and your 50 wives will have a story to tell. Rock called the people in Britain. Ultimately, The Rock hit the... Uh, the Rock hit the he has come back to Salt Lake City line, and the crowd cheered because he said Salt Lake City. Those cheers, though, were quickly switched to booze. Rock yelled at some guy in the crowd, and he's like, hey, fatty, I'm going to slap the herpes right off, fan, right off your lip. Rock then said that the biggest WrestleMania main event was in the fans' hands, and the fans, well, they let it go. It should have been him versus Roman, and they wanted Cody. Rock said that they flushed it all down the toilet. Rock then said, because you guys, eh, you guys are crying. Saying, we want Cody. We want Cody. We, we. Rock then asked, what's Cody's story anyways? Losing to Roman last week and then wanting, or last year and then wanting a rematch so we can lose again? Not that much of a story to me, he says. Crowd starts giving him the what treatment. Rock then pointed out that Roman beat Cody last year. Um, he said, you don't just ask for a rematch. You don't just get a rematch after you get beat. No, that's not how it works. Well, it is kind of how it works. We win the Rumble two years in a row, Rock. Rock said, this, all this, this is stupid logic. I was like, again, Raw Rumble, no, it doesn't. Uh, Rock told everybody to shut their mouths in regards to the what chance. Rock applied the logic to the Super Bowl and asked the 49ers whine about their story when they got beat by the Kansas City Chiefs. Rock said, no, the 49ers moved on like men. Rock said it's personal. In reference how Michael Jordan came in and crushed the Utah Jazz in their dreams back in the day. Rock then said that the Jazz worked their asses off to get back to the top. 
Brock said the real world doesn't mean people get a shot at a story just because they want it. Brock called the fans, and I, uh, Brock called the fans, quote, spoiled, entitled, little crybaby bitches. But uh, he's doing all of this, saying the logic doesn't make sense. You can't just ask for a rematch. Uh, Cody won the Rumble twice, two years in a row. That's why. That's why. So, like, Rock, no, your logic don't make sense. And your logic isn't supposed to make sense on purpose. Rock said that he will do everything in his power to make sure Cody walks out of WrestleMania a loser. Rock said Cody's story is ending at the bloodlines is just beginning. He then said, if you submit, hey, mm -mm, no, mm, you guys ain't singing along with me. You don't get that pleasure. You don't get to say it with me. And then once again, if you smell, and he didn't really do it. Smell out. He didn't do anything like that. It was more like, if you smell what the bloodline is cooking. And then the show goes off the air with all members of the bloodline, Paul Heyman, everybody with the ones up. So yeah, it wasn't bad, but I just, I couldn't get into him when the rocks over here going, Cody, it makes no sense why you're asking for a rematch. Cody, you shouldn't get a rematch two years in a row. Well, if he wins the rumble two years in a row, yes, sorry, Bob. Yes, sir, Bob. It's like when Austin won the Rumble, challenged and beat um, Michaels at 14. Then the next year, won the Rumble again, challenged and beat, oh, who? You rock. Won the title two years in a row at WrestleMania. Because he won the Rumble. Two years in a row, guy. So, I don't know. But let's get the poll up on Twitch really fast. What did you think of SmackDown? I liked it. Like overall, I thought SmackDown was a good show, though. Was alright. I didn't like it. Alright, the poll is live on Twitch. Let's go refresh all the other polls really quickly and see what you guys thought of this show. We got that. We got the threads poll, and we have the community poll. As far as the threads poll does go, 59% liked the show. 41% thought it was just all right. Looking at the Twitter poll, 74% liked the show. 25% thought it was just all right. Nobody disliked it. Interesting. And the YouTube community poll. I did not get a community poll up. I apologize for that one. I thought I did. Let's look at the YouTube live poll then. Let me refresh this one more time, just to double check. I did not get a community pull-up. I do apologize for that. Um, as far as the YouTube live poll does go, 73% liked the show. 21% thought it was just all right, and 6% didn't like it. Finally, looking over at the Twitch poll, 60% liked the show. 20% thought it was just all right, and 20% didn't like it. Yeah, overall... Pretty good episode of SmackDown. Built up a lot going forward for Elimination Chamber. Now, remember, tonight was a double taping because next week's show is pre-taped with them being in Australia. And so, spoilers are already out for what's going to happen on next week's Friday Night SmackDown. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Now, here shortly... I'm going to go live, twitch.tv forward slash TimmyBuddy. Me and my buddy John, we're going to go over and play some Fortnite. We're going to try and get a bunch of these challenges and quests completed. So come over there 
twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. Hit that follow button. That way you know when I go live, we're going to hang out and play some games later on. So with that, guys, have a great night. Have a great weekend. Daytona 500 weekend. How can you not have a great weekend? We've got the Xfinity race tomorrow. The Daytona 500 on Sunday if it freaking doesn't rain in Florida. And then we go from there. So have a good one, guys, and I'll see you next time.